Welcome to Speak Out Convos, where we speak up and speak out against domestic violence and discuss the harsh realities surrounding it. I am your host, Michaela, and as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Um, All of you guys mean so much to me, um, and your strength and admiration is so admirable. Um, Today, I kind of wanted to do another motivational um, talk. Um, because we're dealing with a lot of things in society, um, on top of domestic violence, we have the coronavirus going on. Um, we have a lot of different issues. Um, and when we're talking about the coronavirus and when we are talking about people being inside of their homes, um, on quarantine and isolation, um, and, and women and men being around their abusers 24 seven, Um, it definitely can get very dangerous. Um, I just want you guys to remember that abuse is not your fault. There are people who care and you are not alone. Um, if you are going through a rough time during this coronavirus, um, and during the quarantine, um, and you need somebody to talk to, please feel free to reach out to me, um, on the butterfly effect for domestic violence victims and survivors on Facebook. Also reach out to the domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-7233. It's a free 24-7 confidential hotline with a a bunch of wonderful, amazing people um, that are there to assist you. Today, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about picking each other up. Um, We're going through a lot of stuff in the world. um, And we're, like I said, we're dealing with a lot. Um, And it's very important that we remember to love ourselves and take care of ourselves. Um, and it's very important that we remember to be kind to one another. Um, there's a lot of hatred going on in the world, a lot of cruelty. Um, and it's very important to remember to love thy neighbor. Um, that's a saying that I heard a lot growing up. Um, and it kind of diminished. Um, I don't really hear it too much anymore, but it's important for us to remember that we need to love each other. We need to care, check, check up on each other. Um, especially with domestic violence, domestic violence creates isolation. Uh, when I was going through my domestic violence situation, um, I felt as though I was isolated from my family and friends. Um, I felt like I couldn't reach out. I felt like I didn't have a support network. And it's very important that we create that support network. We create that community of people that care. Not all of us were blessed with families, um, which is understandable. But there are a lot of domestic violence organizations across the nation with wonderful people um, who do care. I've met so many wonderful founders and directors um, of their own nonprofit organizations with the most beautiful hearts. Um, and you need to reach out, um, reach out. Don't be ashamed because abuse is not your fault. Abuse is not your fault. Abuse is a direct relation in a, to the abuser. There's nothing you could have said better. There's nothing you could have done better. There's nothing that you could have put more effort into. And I know it's easier said than done to kind of wrap your head around that concept, but it is not your fault. Um, when I was going through my abusive situation, I used to blame myself. I used to say, well, maybe if I had dinner made faster, he wouldn't punch me in my head. Maybe if, you know, I did this or I did that, he wouldn't abuse me. 
But we have to remember that abuse is not our fault. One, we are not alone. There's nothing we could have said better. There's nothing we could have done better. Um, after my domestic violence situation, I became homeless, um, because there is no room in the domestic violence shelters. And I was living on the street, um, in the middle of winter, I was sleeping on park benches, not knowing when I was going to eat, not knowing when I'd be able to take a shower, not knowing, you know, when I would even be able to heal. I felt like not only did I have to fight my perpetrator, I had to fight the system as well. And that's what inspired me to want to create my butterfly effect project, because thinking about how many men and women all across the nation had to endure what I endured or even worse. Something needs to be done about this. We need to have these conversations in order to create change. I feel like we need to have powerful conversations and we need to face the harsh realities of things that are going on in the United States of America that need to be addressed. Things need to be implemented and put into place so that we can stop these things from happening. One of my goals Um, is to get a little bit closer in working with legislators um, and make a victim's protection program. Um, Make it to where perpetrators have to wear ankle bracelets and ankle monitors so that they don't just go to jail, bond out, and commit the same crime, which could lead to homicide and death. Um, I also would like to work with legislators and talk to them a little bit more about having police and emergency personnel in every bureau in every county go through domestic violence training courses so that they're better equipped to handle and deal with domestic violence cases. Now, a lot of people don't know these statistics, but the statistics are that law enforcement is more prone to be in danger when responding to a domestic violence call. There's more homicides of police officers dealing with domestic violence than there is on traffic stops. And these harsh realities need to be discussed and need to be talked about. We need to remember that these are social issues These are issues that need to to be addressed and need to be changed. Um, Back to what I was saying before, because I kind of got a little bit ahead of myself. When I was going through my domestic violence situation and I was released from the hospital onto the street and I was not knowing when I was going to eat, not knowing when I was going to shower, there was a time where I remember laying on that park bench and saying, you know what, I just want to die. I'm useless. Nobody wants me. There's no place for me in the world. Um, And I remember sitting there with pills in my backpack or in my purse, rather. And I just wanted to take those pills and just end it all. Like, I, I, I just wanted to end it. And I'm so glad that I didn't because domestic violence does create those residual effects of post-traumatic stress and depression and anxiety. But more importantly than that, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So if I would have killed myself, I wouldn't be able to be here to, to spread my word and to talk to you guys about domestic violence and to create awareness. So anybody out there who 
is contemplating suicide, just remember that it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And there are people who care. I mean, I care. I have 14,000 followers on my butterfly effect page and I care about each individual person because I feel like nobody should feel alone. I felt so alone going through my domestic violence situation. I felt so hopeless. I felt so low. I felt like I had no one. And to be able to have this platform and spread the word about domestic violence and to know that I'm impacting people's lives is so inspiring to me. Just like they say it takes a village to raise a child, I feel like it takes a village to raise awareness for domestic violence. And I'm just one little piece of the puzzle. But if we all could be a piece of the puzzle and kind of put it together, it would create a beautiful picture. Some of the stories that I've heard um, from different people who've reached out to me through my butterfly effect, like you guys' strength and admiration is so admirable to me. Um, And you guys inspire me to keep wanting to push harder to create awareness for domestic violence because this is a very important topic and I cannot stress it enough. Um, You know, dealing with a narcissist and dealing with the narcissistic personality, it's not easy. Um, With my abuser, it was like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality. You know, one minute I was married to the man I loved and the next minute I was married to a monster. And if you kind of think about what a person has to go through on a daily basis when they're dealing with that, it's so emotionally exhausting and physically exhausting. You know, I would wake up and I I could, he, he, he would be drunk. I would wake up, he would be drunk. I say one word one wrong word or something that triggers him or upsets him and bam I'm getting punched in my back my my legs are black and blue and it was crazy because he was so he knew what he was doing like he would only hit me in the places that he knew my clothes could cover so he would never punch me in my face because he knew that I loved to take pictures and post them on social media or, you know, he knew that if I video chatted my family members and they saw my face, okay, there's no bruises, but he would bruise my back. He would bruise my legs. He would bru- bruise my stomach, bruise me in places that my clothes could cover. And that's what some abusers do because they want it to be portrayed to the outside that everything's wonderful in the home. But in reality, it's not. Now, there's other perpetrators who are bold with it. And they will punch, you know, a man or a woman in the face and leave um, marks. But most of the time, narcissists like to do it in places where other people cannot see. Um, I remember there was a time where he had punched me so hard in my back that when I sat down, like literally my whole entire spine would sting. Um, and you know, there was days that I literally would just like sit and just cry and cry and cry. I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't, I was just so miserable. And I, I felt like there was no life outside of him. And now I realize there is life outside of abuse. 
everybody deserves to be treated with dignity and respect and nobody deserves to be abused no matter what the circumstances are and it's very important that we remember domestic violence has no discrimination on your social class on your race on your gender um domestic violence can happen to anybody it could happen to a lawyer a doctor it could happen to somebody who's working at mcdonald's it it has no discrimination And it's very important that we remember that it's not our fault. I can't stress that enough. And and there is life after abuse. Um, Here I am about, I would say, a good year and a half to two years out of my domestic violence situation. And I'm prospering in life. I'm growing. I'm rebuilding my sense of self-worth. I'm regaining my self-esteem. And you guys can do that too. Um, It's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. And every day that we wake up is a new opportunity to achieve greatness. It's a new opportunity to have a new vision for life and for yourself. And it's very important to remember that self-love is so important. Until you love yourself, you cannot love anybody else. You know, growing up, I didn't, I grew up in a dysfunctional household And I wasn't really taught what love was. So for the longest time, I looked for validation in men because I wasn't whole. I wasn't complete. I wasn't happy with myself. And throughout the years, I've, I've rebuilt myself. I've rebuilt my sense of self-worth, my sense of self-esteem. And I know what I'm willing to accept and what I'm not willing to accept. And I talk a lot about that on the Butterfly Effect page and it's called boundaries whether it's a cohabitation relationship a son um father relationship mother daughter relationship whatever relationship that you're involved in there needs to be boundaries um boundaries is what's protecting you in a sense and keeping you safe um so for the longest time i had a distorted sense of love and it's very important that we remember love does not hurt if love hurts It is not love. Love is kind, patient, gentle, compassionate, understanding. That's what love is. Love does not hurt. And I can't stress that enough. So if love is hurting you, you need to understand that it's not love. And I thought that I loved my abuser, my perpetrator. Um, But it was a distorted sense of love because... If he really loved me, he wouldn't put his hands on me. If he really loved me, he wouldn't call me names. Um, I, I dealt with the physical abuse, but I also dealt with the psychological abuse and the emotional abuse. He would call me fat, tell me I'm ugly, tell me I'm worthless, tell me I'm never going to be anything in life. No one else is going to want me. And after hearing those things for so long, I started to believe him. I started to believe that what he was saying was true. But once I got out of my domestic violence situation and I really did some self-exploration and worked on myself and, and really got to the inner core of me, I realized there's nothing wrong with me. I'm beautiful. I'm worthy of all good things. I'm worthy of a life filled with dignity and respect, even if that means that I need to be alone. You know, we live in a generation now in a society now where they try to make you feel like it's not okay to be alone. Like you need to be in a relationship. No, you don't. 
if, if, if there's not a relationship healthy enough and worthy enough for you to be in, be by yourself, work on yourself, love yourself. And when that time is right for you to meet him or her, because I'm non-biased when I talk about domestic violence, because domestic violence can happen to men and it can happen to women as well. So when the time is right for you to find him or her, that person is going to come to you. And it's important that we remember these things and that we remember that it's okay to be alone. There is life after abuse, whether it's you find somebody else who treats you better or you stay by yourself. But we got to remember to love ourselves, love ourselves, love ourselves, love the inner you, love the inner you, because we are all beautiful in our own way. And we were all put here for a purpose. You know, you need to ask yourself these questions. What are your purpose? What is your purpose? My purpose is to spread the word about domestic violence and to be impactful in the community. Ask yourself, what is your purpose? Where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself five years from now? What is your vision? What do you want for yourself? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. And if you don't have the answer to those questions, guess what? You're not even ready to think about being in a healthy relationship because you need to do more self-exploration. You need to figure out the core of you. And until you figure out the core of you, you cannot have a relationship, a healthy relationship with anybody else. Don't get me wrong. All couples have arguments. There is no perfect relationship. If there is, please let me know. There's no perfect relationship. Every relationship has arguments, but it's about how are we dealing with the arguments? Are we calling each other names? Are we yelling and fussing and saying things we don't mean? You know, where are the boundaries with the argument? It's okay to argue, but it's how are we dealing with it? Just like it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset due to domestic violence. It's not okay to harm ourselves. Um, We need to find positive coping skills, whether it's journaling, taking a walk, listening to music, whatever it is that you could do to bring yourself back to the center and the core of you do it. Domestic violence has residual effects, as I said before, whether it's post-traumatic stress, depression, anxiety, I'm a year and a half out of my domestic violence situation and I still have panic attacks. I actually recently was just hospitalized not too long ago for one. Um, and it almost felt as though I was having a heart attack. My heart was palpitating so fast. Um, my hands were sweating. Um, it was such an intense feeling. Um, and one of the coping mechanisms that I tried to teach people with anxiety attacks is grounding yourself. Look for five realistic things in your surroundings that you can hear, five things you could touch, five things you could smell, and five things you could see. Breathe in and out slowly, in through your nose, out through your mouth, and kind of ground yourself back to the center of you. 
Because what anxiety is, is all of our bodies have something called flight or fight or flight. So when we get in an intensive situation or something triggers our trauma, our body responds in a way that's trying to protect ourselves, but it doesn't feel good to us. Um, anxiety comes out in different ways, whether it's heart palpitations, hand sweating, um, mind racing a thousand miles a minute. You know, I still deal with all those things. There's nights where I don't go to sleep till two o'clock in the morning because my mind's just racing. There's other nights where I go to sleep early. Um, I can't be in large crowds of people. Um, raising of the voices or any arguments that might happen, I shut down. Like if I feel like there's going to be an argument or an argument's going to come out of a situation, like I completely shut down. Like it, that's what trauma does. And, And for anyone who's listening to my podcast, who's experienced trauma, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about because our body has trauma responses and our body's responding to the trauma. It's fight or flight. It's trying to protect us from whatever the negative energy or the trigger, the trauma trigger, our body's reacting to it. Um, you know, I get all hyped up when I talk to you guys about this stuff because I'm just so passionate about it. And I just really, really want to get the message out there that you're not alone. There are people who care. Um, I'm only one person and I try my best to keep up with all the messages, notifications. Um, I am running this project by myself. Um, but it, it, it's something that that's really dear to my heart. Um, because when I think about those times when I was going through my domestic violence situation and I had literally no one, um, I don't ever want anybody to feel like that. Please don't be ashamed or afraid to reach out and talk to me. Um, my butterfly effect and my speak out convos podcast is a hundred percent non-judgmental. Um, I also want you guys to get involved. If you want to be a guest on my show, um, please feel free to reach out to me. I interview anybody from survivors, paralegals, um, CEOs and founders of their own nonprofit organizations, um, lawyers, attorneys, police officers, firefighters, um, or even if you're just a survivor or a thriver of domestic violence and you want to come on speak out convos and share your story and your insight on domestic violence and how it affected your life, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you could find me on Facebook, um, as Michaela MC, that's my personal Facebook page. You could find me, um, on the butterfly effect for domestic violence victims and survivors. Um, you can also email me at Tapia, T-A-P-I-A, Michaela, M-A-K-A-Y-L-A at gmail.com. Um, and I would be honored to have you on my show. Um, also if there's a certain topic that you guys want to hear me talk more about or discuss, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm definitely open, um, to ideas. Um, I want to get the best information out there to you guys. And I, I want to discuss things that, that you guys want to hear about. 
Um, so I appreciate all of you guys listening to me. Um, as I said before, remember you're not alone. The abuse is not your fault. Um, I always like to put the domestic violence hotline number in there, which is 1-800-799-7233. It's a free 24-7 confidential hotline, and they can help you with anything, whether it's you need somebody to talk to. They can help you create a safety plan. Um, they could guide you to resources in your community. Um, they could provide you with advocacy. Um, so please, 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 please know you're not alone. Know the abuse is not your fault and know that you are worthy of good things and there is life after abuse. As always, thank you guys for listening to Speak Out Convos. I am your host, Michaela, and I can't wait for all of you to tune in next week. Thank you.